Josh, do you have our uh, our song for for balloon? We'll we'll do that with uh, with Mary. Pull that up, and uh, and we we thought that we needed a musical interlude for for the uh, I, again. I, and I guess the first quest for Mary Walter with Mary Walter's podcast is is has has this balloon situation reached a a level of balloon gate yet? We're going to talk about that, but we thought we needed a musical intro for this. White white balloon. An old balloon song teaching kids their colors, and and perhaps perhaps that's what the Biden administration needs. Mary, good to have you with us this morning. <laughs> that's hilarious. I've never heard that before. How did I miss this in my childhood? I never heard this. It's it's not as good as Wheels on the Bus, but it's certainly up there. <laughs> By the way, we had Senator Haggerty on, uh, and, and again, I guess my first question, is, but we had Senator Bill Haggerty on talking about the whole balloon situation. Uh, and I asked him, and I'll ask you as well, has it reached the level to be a gate yet? Is this now balloon gate, or are we still short of it, it being an actual gate? Yeah, see, nothing with a Democrat is a gate, right? Nothing with Biden's a gate. Everything is a misunderstanding. Everything is like, oh, it's fine, or it's, well, what about Trump, or that type of thing. We poo-poo everything. Everything with Joe Biden is soft and cottony. So see, during no his speech, his State of the Union tomorrow night, I, I want us to have kind of, uh, you know, with with Fox and everybody else is covering it. I, I want them to be playing the beep, beep, beep you hear when a truck backs up, you know, the beep, <laughs> beep, beep, because you know that, that Wednesday morning, half of what he says, they're going to be walking back, retracting and explaining. So shouldn't they be playing the beep, beep, beep sound during the speech? A hundred percent. See, the, the problem is, first of all, you know, we have to watch it. I always, I always tell audiences, I'm like, okay, I watch it so you don't have to. Uh, and and I also recommend listening to it. I think I, it's such a to me it's such an interesting experiment to compare people who listen to a State of the Union versus those who watch a State of the Union, because sometimes when you're just listening, you're, you're obviously you're not focusing on what the person there is looking like, what their you know their body language, that type of thing. But you're really listening to what they're saying. And versus people who are watching, and when you're watching, sometimes you get a different. A totally different walk away than you would if you were just listening because now you're watching body language and, and things along those lines and with Joe Biden the body language is so interesting because sometimes he just looks off into the distance which and I don't say that to be funny it's absolutely true so I, I like to do both of those things and see how you know differently I, I, I view the speech but he, tomorrow I unfortunately I think we know what it's going to be already you know, it's kind of like the Grammys. We already know. It's like watching The View. You already know what the outcome's going to be. At the end of it, I'm going to be dumber and angry. Uh, at the end of Joe Biden's speech tomorrow night, I'm just going to feel lied to because we know he's going to lie. We know he's going to tout these things that we all know aren't true, and it's going to be just soft cottony landing the next day in the media. I'm trying to decide whether to push, uh, and I asked Senator Haggerty this as well, should we do a drinking game that you take a shot of whiskey every time Joe Biden lies? And would the over-under on, on failing to pass a DUI test be 10 minutes in or 20 minutes in? <laughs> exactly. And then it occurred to me that, frankly, to understand Joe Biden, you, you should probably show up drunk before you start watching the speech. 
Yeah, and 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 that's the thing, and it's it's a joke, and we can sit here and laugh at it. But I'm I'm kind of to the point now where I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. You know, you talk about Balloon Gate. Well, first we hear, oh well, you know, th- it happened three times under Trump, and you know, nobody said anything about it. Well, as we as they walk it back, and people start to get to the truth of what really happened, we find out that no, three, it supposedly happened three times during Trump, but they didn't know about it until after it happened. Wait, what? Yeah, How just did we this not week. Know about it until after it happened. Yeah, they only knew about it this week and didn't you know inform anybody because you know they didn't know about it. Mary, I'm not sure which is worse that that the military did not know that somebody's flying spy balloons over our country three times under the Trump White House, uh, the sizes of three Greyhound buses that they didn't notice it, or that they noticed it and didn't think they should tell anybody. Well, exactly. And that's exactly where my I was going with this whole thing is my ultimate point is that, you know, under Joe, Joe can lie, Joe can do this, Joe can do that, because Joe's not in charge. I, I don't think any of us believe Joe's in charge. And the underlying current that was really laid bare during the Trump administration is the people in charge are the FBI, the CIA, and the DOJ, and they are now a new branch of government that is more powerful than any of the other branches of government combined. And they could do whatever they darn well please, and they do. And they've been doing it for a long time. And now it's just really been laid bare the power that they have. And that should be scaring people on both sides of the aisle. They didn't know about this balloon. No, they knew. uh, the, The other three balloons during Trump's administration, they knew. And they allowed it to happen, just like apparently we're being told that Joe Biden said, shoot it down. Right. And the military said, no, 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 no. That would be too dangerous. We're going to let it go across the whole country. Wait, what? Why do they get to make that decision? And does the same thing apply to spy planes as well as uh, balloons? You know, when they're flying, when they're flying B-52 version bombers across our country, just as a test case, do we shoot them down or do we let them do their mission and and let us lose the lose the test uh it, again i think and i think the military again with general miley who was the chairman of the joint chiefs under under trump and now continuing under under biden this is a guy who admits that he was talking back door with the chinese government yes. uh, and as you point out the the commander in chief gave him an order shoot that thing down and apparently our military doesn't feel compelled to to follow orders i i guess that applies if you're a if you're a corporal, if you're a lieutenant colonel, when your commander gives you an order, do you just say, ah, I'm not feeling that today, boss? Yeah, and and from I don't know whether they told Biden, you know, whether Biden said shoot it down and they said, no, we're not going to do that. Or if he said shoot it down and they said, well, we want to wait till it's over a part of the country where, you know, it's got to go all the way through so we could shoot it down over the ocean so that we don't hurt anybody. That's the going line now. That's supposedly what's happening now. That's the story. But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, as many people have pointed out. You could have shot it down before it got into the, over the U.S. You could have shot it down over parts of Montana. What about Alaska? When it was over Alaska, there's, ton, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of miles over Alaska where you could shoot it down where it's not going to hurt anybody. So the story keeps changing, but the military is in control of the narrative and the DOJ, and, and the, but the alphabet agencies. And... Whether they lied to Biden, whether we don't really know what happened there. I don't know if we'll ever really know. But everybody should be really concerned that to me the the missed story with this is 
why is th- why is the Pentagon in control of this and not the people who are supposed to be in control of this? Well, and it kind of slips over into the other investigations of the Department of Justice, the FBI, our, our military. Th- they've moved, it seems to me, Mary, from from promoting lies uh, and propaganda, whether it's you know 51 intelligence officials saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, mm-hmm. to now they're not only promoting falsehoods, but they're silencing truth. I don't know if you've been following some of this Newsmax stuff. They yeah. shut uh, One America News off DirecTV. Uh, they're continuing to silence or try to silence conservative voices in, in media. Now, you know, they'll, they'll silence a, a MyPillow, Mike Lindell, and then Bed Bath & Beyond goes broke. Unfortunately, our federal agencies don't go broke because they have unlimited amounts of our money so they can silence us, silence the truth, while putting out their propaganda. And, and it, this is a disaster of epic proportions, in my view. Oh, 100%. A hundred percent. I mean, this is this is I, not to be melodramatic, but it smacks of a military coup, right? And and the 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 problem with this is that you have the left that's suddenly all about authoritarianism, all about government. Oh, the government, they, they, the people who were the hippies, the Bernie Sanders in the '60s who were against the government and against the man, have become the man, and now they love the man, and they keep asking for more of the man. But they're 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 so dumb, and this is how these things happen in other countries. You see these military coups in other countries. This is how it happens because the, the you get this group of people who support them until they come for them. And then suddenly they're not so supportive anymore, but then it's too late. So you have a part of the country that if, to your point, if um, the Republicans said, well, we're going to not fund these agencies, we're going to cut off their funding because of what's happening here until we get to the bottom of this. You got the DOJ telling Republicans, telling the House Judiciary Committee, we're not giving you the documents you want on on Joe Biden. Wait, what? You don't have the right to say you're not giving this to us, but they're like, we're not giving it to you. And the Democrats are cheering it. Just a few short years ago, we had uh, you know people openly mocking Baghdad Bob, the spokesperson for Saddam Hussein, denying that there were American tanks anywhere near Baghdad, as you yes. could see them literally rolling behind him. Corrine yes. uh, Jean-Pierre is, is like Baghdad Bob in a master's class. I mean, it, it's, it's worse than Baghdad Bob, and yet, yet uh, most of the media has been giving her a pass. Have you detected, as have I, that, that the media has turned a little bit there? Other than Peter Ducey, nobody was asking tough questions. Now they're at least shouting a few questions at Biden and asking and following up with Pierre Jean, uh, uh, Jean Corinne Jean Pierre uh, or Baghdad Babette. Uh, they're they're at least asking some questions now. They're not getting any better answers, but but you know some of the media is actually turning on the Biden administration. Well, yeah, I mean, and that was bound to happen. I'm surprised it happened as late as it did. But you know that the powers that be on the, on the Democrat side are not going to allow Joe Biden to run for two, two, two terms. It's not happening. So you knew that they were eventually going to turn. The, he's the empty vessel with through which they, you know, they, they got the presidency and they got the power. That's what they wanted. He hasn't been running anything. And and everybody watching knows he hasn't been running anything. I think the question is, who does who do you see the media start supporting? Whoever, when you see the media start supporting one particular candidate, that's who the Democrats are going to run. Uh, the, 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 clearly, the media got their, their talking points from the, from the DNC. Okay, it's time to start. Because you know, it was like flipping a switch. I mean, it literally, yeah. all of them at the same yeah. time flipped and started criticizing and, yep. and questioning so who's their who's their backup? It's not Kamala. It's not Buttigieg. Who, who, it's not it Gavin Newsom. Maybe Buttigieg. Maybe Buttigieg because he checks boxes. Gay, 
gay man, right? Married gay man. It's a first. They love the firsts. It checks the box. He is not a strong personality. He's not a strong leader. He's easily manipulated. And they, I wouldn't write Buttigieg off. What about Gavin Newsom doing to America what he's done to California? Gavin Newsom's a little bit stronger. Um, so it, it could be Gavin Newsom. He's photogenic. He's... Um, likable he's got that obama thing going as far as likability uh they love him um i also would not write off like an aoc because she's very um charismatic uh the young people love her the young socialists love her so i wouldn't write her off either and if she doesn't run, she can always uh, show up as a, as a Baptist evangelical pastor. I mean, she yes. was bouncing. I mean, all yeah. they needed was some ham clapping and, and an altar call to, uh, to finish that perfectly. Yeah, yeah, that was such a Hillary move, wasn't it? <laughs> Mary Walter, always great to catch up with you. We'll catch up with you again soon. You have a great Thanks. rest of the day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll be back with more. I'm Steve Gill filling in for Ben Dieter today. Stick around. We've got more just around the corner.